Hello, and welcome to Celebrate Like a CEO. I am your host, Stefan Whitwell, Austin-based CEO of Whitwell & Company, a nationwide wealth management firm. Every Monday, I bring on some of the brightest and best business owners and CEOs in the country to talk shop, get their insights on how to run a successful business, and importantly, how to succeed without burning out by taking the time to celebrate. Now, let's get to today's show. Today, we have a dynamic CEO and business owner joining us by the name of Christy Becca. Christy is the founder and CEO of Christy Becca Realty, which is a successful real estate brokerage firm that now operates in a growing number of states. She is also the founder of a thriving nonprofit, which I'm going to ask her more about in today's podcast. And last but not least, Christy is also a loving and engaged and proud mama bear of two children. Christy, welcome. So excited to have you here today as a guest on Celebrate Like a CEO. Thank you for making time amidst crazy schedules and uh, and getting getting some time together here today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me and I appreciate the time and, and the opportunity for sure. So uh, I'm definitely going to ask you, I'm curious about some of the things that you're up to now, but I want to start by going back a few years. And if I had met you when you were five years old and asked you, Christy, what do you want to be when you grow up? How would you have answered? Oh, gosh. Five years old. Well, you know, that was only just a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> so you know, five years ago. Oh, let's see. No, it's five. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, you know what I wanted to be? I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a singer so bad. Like that was my, I was the girl that was dancing around with the hairbrush and in the mirror and running around and dancing and, and, you know, singing songs. And then, um, you know, I didn't find out until later in life that I can't carry a tune, uh, you know? And so my, my brothers, you know, politely reminded me of that all the time, how much I couldn't sing. Uh, so that kind of squashed that. But uh, no, I, I really, really, really thought I could sing and do the whole dancing acting thing. And uh, that was clearly not, not the career path. Uh, you know, I should take it. So nobody's listening and you're, you're singing in the shower. What kind of music do you like to sing still today? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, well, recently I just took my daughter, probably Taylor Smith, or Taylor, Taylor Smith, Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, we were just. Uh, I took my daughter to her concert. She's a huge Taylor Swift fan. So we, a great concert, by the way. amazing, amazing. It was, um, the tickets weren't cheap. So, uh, I told her it was either college or, um, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, you know, as, as any teenager would do, they, you know, she said Taylor Swift. So, Okay. And uh, anyway, but we uh, we were able to sit on the floor, got some great floor seats, uh, which came through here to uh, Dallas and uh, put on a phenomenal show. So we just saw her literally last week. So um, Taylor Swift has been running rampant through the house. And so right now it's, and she puts on a great show. So, and I love her like female empowerment. And I feel like she's a great uh, role model for, you know, for young, young women. And, and uh, so, you know, 
Ethel artists, you know, standing your ground. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know, love her, hate her, agree with her or not. You know, whatever. You know, her views are your. You know, someone's personal views, but um, you know, she she puts out great music, and you know, you can tell. You know, from the heart, and uh, and she's got something going on. The tweens, the tweens and teens love her. So, must be doing something right. So, speaking of female empowerment, um, you're CEO of your business, which is thriving. Mm -hmm. um, give us two seconds on what your day job is, and uh, I mean, uh, you know, what the company that you're building, um, and how did you get into the business? How did, how did you know? How did it, did you know you're always going to be an entrepreneur, or um, you know, life happened. I, you know, I, I think I've always been a serial entrepreneur. Uh, you know, when, um, years ago, whenever I was, um, had my first, had my first child, uh, had my son, uh, he's now 19. And, uh, you know, I was, um, I, I graduated from the university of Oklahoma and, uh, moved to Dallas, um, right outside of, uh, you know, right after graduation and, uh, graduated with business degree and, and a marketing and finance degree. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things, you know, of course you have your first jobs here and there and, and, uh, you know, and, and working for other people. And, you know, I just, I realized I was like, okay, this is just not for me. And, uh, and so I actually wound up uh, meeting my then husband, uh, you know, over 20 years ago and, uh, we got married and had our first and I, uh, started diaper bag company when my son was literally like three months old. And wow. yeah, I, I, I left the corporate world. I worked for actually Louis Vuitton and, and Moet Hennessy and I loved it. It was wonderful. I, uh, you know, worked for, you know, ran, uh, was a regional uh, manager there for the state of Texas. And, uh, it was, glorious job. It was fabulous. But then, you know, I quit the corporate job to become stay-at-home mom type of thing. And, and then, uh, you know, I realized I was like, okay, after three months, I was like, okay, I love my children, but there has to be something more for me. And so I uh, started and, and founded a diaper bag company. That was my kind of first venture with, um, you know, kind of my, my first go at it with being an entrepreneur. And I did really, really well. I was really surprised, uh, made some prototypes. I had no idea what I was doing other than the fact of like, I just loved fashion and loved diaper bags. And my son, it just happened to be three months old and it was what I needed. And, you know, and it was a need in the market that I couldn't find any designer style diaper bags. You know, back then it was still like the Winnie the Poohs and all the, you know, all the kind of ugly diaper bags back then. And so I was like, well, you know, as any entrepreneur does, right? When you can't find something, have a niche in the market you I need you make it yeah. so lo and behold fast forward I uh, created diaper bags and um, sold them to just kind of had Ashton on one hip my son and just kind of schlepping bags and going into um, different high-end uh, you know couture retail stores and uh, met with uh, you know Neiman Marcus and Stanley Korshak here and um, a lot of the high-end baby boutiques. And the next thing you know, I'm in 300 stores nationwide, and and uh, my diaper bags were on celebrity clientele, and and you know, and we were selling out, and we were worldwide brands all within you know five years. And uh, I was like, okay, I think I have, I think I have a knack here. I think I have something going on. Um, and so, and this was before 
what the crash of 2007, 2008. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. And, and so I decided to sell off the company and, um, you know, go back to enjoying mom life. You know, at that point in time, I had my um, second child, my daughter, and, you know, kind of became back and doing, you know, what I wanted to do at that time was being a mom. So, um, you know, become, became a stay-at-home mom and did the mom thing for a couple of years. And then uh, found myself, um, you know, we went through a divorce and, you know, found myself, uh, you know, not in a necessarily great situation. It wasn't something that we really wanted or, or you know, asked for. But, you know, as, as you do in life, some things, you know, you just have to handle head on. Right. And so um, found myself, um, you know, divorced and having to now, like, what am I going to do next? I've been a stay at home mom for a couple of years. And I knew that I had a great business sense and I knew I wanted to do something again and um, get back into not necessarily the corporate world, but get back to um, running and doing my own business and whatnot. Um, and so I, I grew up in real estate and uh, my dad was a big broker in Oklahoma. And it's funny because I vowed I would never be a realtor. I was like, God, I hate real estate. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's funny how life kind of comes back at you. And, uh, but I, I always had the love of real estate. I just didn't like realtors, I guess, for some reason at the point in time when I grew up. And anyway, but I, I found the love of real estate and, and decided I was like, you know what, I, this is a, a great career path for me and my family, what I wanted um, to do at that time. So uh, about 10 years ago, uh, I started um, the Christy Becker Realty Group. And we have been growing ever since. It's crazy. Uh, we're in uh, several states now. And, um, you know, we're... Which states, which states are you in now? Uh, Oklahoma. We're in Oklahoma. Uh, we are in Florida, or soon to be in Florida. And uh, working on Arizona and California. So those are kind of our... And in addition to Texas. In a, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Fantastic. And tell me about your team. What... You know, how many people do you have on your team and, and what, you know, how do you uh, like to, how do you articulate your focus in the context of real estate? We, uh, well, we have weekly meetings. Uh, we have about 10 people on, you know, on, um, on our team. And, you know, we, uh, you know, and, and everybody's in a little bit different market. You know, I don't have none of my team members, you know, except my assistant um, is here actively, you know, with me um, in Flower Mounds. Um, but aside from that, everybody has a different geographical region, but we're all pretty much doing the same thing. Uh, we have weekly meetings where we kind of recap and go over what the latest news, you know, is in the real estate market, what's going on. Um, you know, how can we help each other, the best practices, uh, you know, anything new that's coming about, you know, all of that stuff, you know, and really kind of honing in on our customer, you know, or client experience, really kind of giving them uh, really uh, focused more in the mid-range to luxury market. So to us, you know, clients, you know, and their experience and the white glove experience and the luxury experience is, is key. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely feel that, you know, any client is, you know, I don't care if you're buying a 200, you know, thousand dollar house or a 20 million, you know, uh, you know, $20 million house, everyone's going to be treated the same, but with the same white glove treatment. And that's what we try yeah, to focus on. Such a difference, right? It, um, it really, really does. And I think in this day and age of, you know, 
you know, you're, you can't even talk to anyone anymore. You can't even call into, you know, a customer service department. Everything is automated and press one and press two, and you can't talk to people anymore. It's that. Um, but by the way, have you ever figured out what button you need to hit to actually get a human being on the phone? That's what drives me nuts. It's like one for the it. two for that. How do I get a human being? Just two minutes, please. Exactly. <laughs> I spend more time going back to the main menu and having to circle back around instead of just getting to, you know, the just one department that I need, you know. Um, and, and you just, you can't do it. And everyone has now filtered their stuff through email and online access or through phone, you know, portals and human, human touch. It's so, the human so. touch that I think people miss out or missing. They're, they're really missing that. And I'm all for automation. I'm all for making our systems and processes more efficient, more streamlined. Um, but you can't lose, you know, that human touch. And that's really what real estate is, is relationship business. And I, you know, it's funny, I, um, I'm a huge fan of automation and um, I think automation done right actually frees up time on your team mm -hmm. for more of that special human touch. Exactly. And that's one of the things that excites me about automation is mm -hmm. not uh, just kind of raw mechanical efficiency, but uh, I think it can help amplify that thing that still makes us different and special from computers. 100%. Two weeks, but at least in the interim two weeks, you know, we're still ahead of, of computers. I, uh, that, that human special touch is still something only we can do. And you made an answer to my next question. Uh, it might be that, that human touch and experience, but um, I was going to ask you, you know, there's a lot of real estate agents out there that um, are struggling to survive. Mm -hmm. And here you built your business up from one to a team of 10. What are you doing? I mean, I'm sure that there've been lots of challenges. I mean, that every entrepreneur has their struggles, but you've obviously done something right. What's what would you say is going well that that has really, you know, driven that that growth despite tons of competition in that space? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think there's a couple things. Um, you know, it's providing value. You've got to provide value, not only to your clients, but to your team members and, you know, and listening to them, what do they need? Um, you know, how, how can we, how can you know, help me help you? And that's kind of where I come from, you know, a, a, a CEO mindset and from a leadership perspective, I not only try to lead by example, um, that I'm still in the market. I'm still, you know, I, you know, it's, uh, you won't find me just kind of sitting in an office all day and not knowing what it's like to be, you know, with clients or, you know, that experience or being out in the field or, you know, talking to people, you know, I'm, I'm doing just as much as they are and trying to lead by example, but also providing that value of help me help you. What, what do you need? So we're always trying to fine tune our processes and bringing in new things. Um, if it helps with the client experience, um, you know, we're always, you know, like I said, I'm like, you know, my name may be on the door, but it's, it's a collective effort of everybody that makes a success. So it's, you know, how, you know, I'm like, you know, let's brainstorm, you know, I don't, I may not always have the right answers, I may not always have the best answers. Um, you know, and so I think definitely keeping that open door of, of brainstorming on how we can constantly, you know, update and change and give back to, you know, to not only our clients, but, but to the people that, you know, work for us, it's, um, you know, it's, it's really, really important. And, you know, and, and I also think, you know, having a culture of, you know, um, 
you know, mean people suck, right? So I don't want anyone who's, you know, you know, for the sake of, you know, I don't want anyone who's an asshole on our team. I don't want anyone who's cocky. I don't want anyone who's, um, you know, not, um, you know, it, we do, we have our, our fair share of interviews and, and people that we talk to all the time and, and just to make sure it's a great fit. Uh, and not everyone is a great fit. And, no. you know, and it's, it's hiring for heart and hiring right is the key. And, you know, that, that probably above anything is, you know, you just want to. I like that. What was that phrase you used? Uh, hiring from the heart, you said? Or yeah, hiring from the, the heart. heart. And from the heart, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. That, um, if the heart's not in the right place, nothing else is going to work. Um, exactly. So let me, uh, at, the, at the risk of putting you on the spot, I mean, most entrepreneurs and CEOs that I speak with, um, are able and have to in the beginning to wear a lot of different hats in their business. Um, but the truth is there's probably one or two hats where you're especially good, where you can really kind of be in your purpose and, and, and where you're particularly effective. I call that your superpower. What, what's your superpower when, when you get to actually focus on that? What, what would that be? Oh gosh, my superpower. Um, Aside from being a super mom, <laughs> my, you know, uh, my superpower, I think, when it comes to uh, when it comes to business, I think I have um, a unique ability to uh, make people feel comfortable, and you know, have that ability to bring people together, and you know, have have a good time, and you know, especially in in real estate, you know, you're dealing with someone's, you know, really at the end of the day, probably one of their most expensive. Um, and highest emotional purchases that they're ever going to do. So uh, emotions are always high, and it can be a very high-stress situation. And when you're dealing with a lot of money, as, as you know, and doing what you do, and, you know, so that can also come with a certain level of, you know, heightened, you know, stress for a lot of people. So I think the ability to, uh, you know, keep everybody on an even playing field, keeping, you know, people calm and, and being able to, you know, be the voice of reason, uh, you know, mm. being able to kind of collaborate with everybody effectively, I think is one of my superpowers. Uh, at least I hope that's what people, what people say. And, uh, and um, collaboration and really being able to help people feel calm amidst the stressful, potentially emotional set of choices that they've got in front of them. Exactly. It's, it's Yeah, I love that. And it's, you know, we're all human, so we all have emotions, which is kind of the funny thing because I, I, I'm, they don't often offer classes in real estate schools on emotion, and they certainly <laughs> don't in wealth management. You know, they focus on all the technical sides, but when you look at how human beings, how we really operate, mm -hmm. we're all, you know, we're all emotional. We all have feelings. Exactly. Uh, so, um, that's cool. What, um, so, you know, in, in your business, um, you know, sometimes there's little wins, sometimes there's big wins. Um, how do you like to celebrate your team members when they have a little win? And if they've got a big win, how do you like to, to celebrate? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, uh, the little wins, you know, I, I'm a huge proponent when, uh, and this also goes into my nonprofit as well too, um, for our board, 
Um, the little wins, you know, it's it's important to give people, and especially when you're in a leadership position, you know, or on an executive or whatnot, it's it's really important to you know, highlight people and, you know, call them out on their successes, you know, because everyone, everyone wants to be acknowledged and appreciated. At the end of the day, it comes down to a human experience, right? Whether you're selling real estate or you're doing cars or, you know, corporate or doctor who, you know, whatever, working in the corporate world, you know, you, everyone loves to be appreciated and, and noticed for a job well done. So, um, you know, on our team meetings, you know, we like to go around before we even start our meetings and say, hey, everyone, you know, let's share a success. What do you have? Let's share a success. And and to me, I don't care how big or how small it is. Like there may be some days that I'm like, I, I was able to get all my laundry done today for, for everybody. I'm like, yes, you know, it doesn't have to be real estate related. I'm like, that's a win. That is a small win, you know, and or whatever. It could be something as silly as that, you know, just you know, doing stuff around the house or, you know, and you were able to, you know, have a client that you've been trying to track down for six months, finally, you know, agree to sit down and meet with you, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, you know, we, we try to, you know, acknowledge those, those little wins, at least on a weekly basis, you know, for that with a, you know, kind of powwow, uh, you know, for that. So um, big wins. Um, we, we like to, well, they, they know that I, I like to, um, we like to go out and we like to have fun. So the big <laughs> wins, you know, we, we all have to celebrate those too, right? Um, those big sales and the big, you know, uh, the big Goliaths out there that you, you know, finally closed on a big deal. Um, you know, I, I love to uh, spoil my team. So we'll, you know, do something fun. We'll go out, um, nice, you know, big steak dinner or whatever, um, you know, or, you know, go whatever they want to do. It's, you know, going to some fun, you know, it, it's, De- you know, it's Dallas, right? It's Dallas and it's Texas. So we're big sports, big sports, you know, teams here. So, and it's, you know, either doing that or going to a hockey game or a football game or, you know, whatever they want to do. So. Celebrating so important, right? I mean, it, it's so easy, I think, as CEO of a business to get lost in your to-do list, mm-hmm. to get frustrated by the fact that things are taking longer than they should, uh, you know, the inevitable different road bumps that, that you have to overcome. And it's so easy to overlook a ton of those little things that are still going right. And I don't care how small it is, taking a second to just give that acknowledgement can make you feel so much better, um, especially at the pace of things today. Exactly. Um, so I love to hear that you make that time to celebrate the little and the big, have fun, go out. Um, and, and speaking of, of celebrating uh, and acknowledging others, you made reference to a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from our previous conversations, um, you started how many years ago now? Oh, gosh. I started Flower My Women in Business, started the nonprofit in 2015. Yeah. So, in, I mean, just a few years have built a very substantial nonprofit that's making a difference in a lot of people's lives. Um, If you would share with us a little bit about what called you to start it and what is a call and, you know, how, who are you serving and how? 
Yes. So, so going back to when I got divorced, uh, you know, I had to figure out, okay, now I'm a single mom of two and I had to figure this out really quick, what I want to be, what I want to do. And, and kind of in line and parallel with, uh, you know, I got my real estate license first and, and kind of started that up. And, and then, but through the divorce and through kind of my trials and tribulations of, you know, I felt, you know, really actually, you know, alone, honestly, when you're, you know, single mom and, and, you know, starting a new career and, you know, I was like, how am I going to market this? What am I going to do? There's like a hundred thousand agents, you know, on every corner, you know, how am I going to differentiate myself? Not only that way, but, you know, um, through, through my trials and tribulations that I personally went through in my personal struggles with going through the, the uh, divorce, you know, I really, it was one of those things that I just prayed to God and I said, listen, you know, if you help me get out of the situation to where I am and I can thrive and, and start a business and get back on my feet again and, and, you know, become a survivor and thrive and, and all the things, you know, I'll forever pay it forward. And so I, I in front of it, I was a true story. And, you know, so from that, I was like, okay, um, you know, put it out there. But just make sure you, you started this at the same time you're starting a business yeah. and you're single mom. Yeah. Like. I didn't sleep. <laughs> any morning you're played at one time. Yeah. A little crazy. A little crazy. I, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm addicted to work, I think. I, I, I love to work and, and um, it can also be a blessing and a curse, right? At the same time. Yeah. And when you're, especially when you're building something, right? And, uh and I, I don't like the power of no. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, a person that um, I, I hustle and, and I have a lot of grit and perseverance and I just won't quit. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm just go big or go home. So I, um, so I started and. I mean, uh, I know I keep interrupting you, but how many people are now in your, your nonprofit? Like thousands? Yeah, over, uh, over 4,000. We have over. Um, 4,000, yeah. Wow. Yeah, over. Yeah, that's. It's. So something's resonating there. I mean. Yeah. You know, uh, and it, what. Uh, it was just something that we went from, you know, having, you know, basically having nothing. And, and, and I wanted to actually join something that was in our area. And I couldn't find anything that was pertaining to women, you know, women owned businesses and, and how entrepreneurs and how women can help each other. And of course. What do we do when we're entrepreneurs? And we, <laughs> there was a need in the market and I couldn't find one. I'm a sucker for this. So I just went ahead and created one. So that's where the premise actually of Fly Around Women in Business was, was, was formed. And um, we did start off as a Facebook group. And, uh, you know, we started meeting and, and kind of meeting up for coffees and, and things like that. And then it just kind of grew from there and, and people got wind of it. And, you know, here we are, you know, in, in February of 2020. We um, officially became a 501c3. And yes, thank you, thank you, formed our nonprofit organization. And, you know, it really became out of the need because there were so many women from so many different walks of life and backgrounds. And um, has, they, they had so much, um, you know, so many strengths going for them and different, you know, we have doctors, lawyers, restaurateurs. Uh, bankers, financial planners, you know, of course, you know, real estate agents, mortgage, you know, brokers and, and, you know, direct salespeople and some teachers. And so you know, anyway, so it's huge, you know, all different dentists and all different walks of life, um, but collaboratively come together. And we realize that there's so much of a need in the market for, you know, what we do collectively, 
um, you know, as, as women-owned businesses. And, you know, I also feel personally from a personal standpoint that, you know, when you start reaching a certain level of success, especially as a woman, um, that I feel that you're obligated to, you know, instead of not necessarily give a, a handout, but a hand up to um, disadvantaged women behind you and pull up a seat, you know, at the table and, you know, mentor and, and you know, share, share and share in the success and, and you know, and, and help other women succeed as well. Wow. So you've, you've, you've <clears throat> tell what are some of the different ways that you're impacting uh, your immediate community through this nonprofit? Um, yeah. So basically, you know, Flower Mound Women in Business, um, you know, and we have an acronym FMWIB uh, is what it stands for. And my son politely calls it FIMWIB, my FIMWIB group. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Flower Mound Women in Business, uh, you know, really is set for, you know, women entrepreneurs, you know, where we empower women and connect business owners and then impact our community. And we do that in three different ways. Um, so we raise money. Um, to give back to our community through our women. Um, the first first way we do it is through our women's business advancement grants. So um, women who want to, you know, start up a business, have a business idea, have no idea what to do, or they just need the capital to be able to start it or just kind of, you know, either start, start a company, start a business, or they may have already started it and they're kind of a couple years in, but they need to, they need help taking it to the next level and kind of scaling business. So, um, you know, you can apply for, you know, business advancement grants. And so we, uh, we help women that way. Um, the second way, other way that we do it is through the guidance through the gap. And that's one of my kind of personal, you know, stories that I, that, that one's near and dear to my heart. And uh, that's one of, you know, women, they're coming out of, you know, say a cycle of abuse or, you know, they're stuck in a situation to where, you know, maybe like me, I was a stay-at-home mom and, and I didn't have an immediate income. I didn't have, you know, but I had to, I knew that I had to get out of, you know, the situation that I was in and it was toxic and, you know, abusive and all the things. And, and you just, you know, you need help and you need resources and you need resources right then and there. Um, you don't have time to apply for grants or apply necessarily for government assistance that takes weeks or months to get approved for. You need help right then. So, um, so we help women guide us through the gap um, that way, whether it's um, housing, clothing, uh, you know, food, you know, what, whatever the immediate kind of necessity is to kind of help them bridge through that gap. So that's the guidance of the gap. And then our third and final pillar is what we call them, our pillars, um, on how we give back to the community is we also simply just raise money, uh, you know, to give back to local charities. Um, you know, our sister charities, you know, that, you know, like Arms of Hope, we've partnered with Arms of Hope. Uh, it's a single parent advocacy, basically, group. And uh, that helps, you know, rehabilitate, you know, single single moms, you know, coming out of abusive situations. And they provide housing and whatnot. So we help them uh, in those certain areas, as well as Refuge for Women. We partner with them as well um, to help women and, and, you know, human trafficking and, you know, and, and um, in, in that direction. So, um, and we host various events throughout the year, um, charity fundraisers uh, to be able to do all these things. So, uh, but it's it's just great to be able to kind of impact the communities in that, you know, in that way and to be able to give back. And we've raised tens of thousands of dollars and have helped, you know, hundreds of thousands of families 
you know, in our local community um, through the pumpkin patch or say, you know, just all different things that, you know, we, we've done in our community over the years to really. So it's really impressive to me about, so first of all, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it's really amazing that um, you've gone so much deeper in terms of your commitment of giving back um, and, and built something that can include so many other people. Mm -hmm. um, both on the giving and receiving side. But what's really impressive to me is that you made a commitment to figure out how to give along the way from the very beginning before you really had anything to give at all. We were in the middle of this really rough financial, emotional, logistical transition in life. And in that moment of time, um, you said, hey, I, I'm, I'm just I'm taking a stand and go do something. Yep. And I, I, I think that's a deeper lesson for everybody listening that if you're called to start a business or you're called to help mm -hmm. in the community for one cause or another that's close to your heart, too often we can talk ourselves out of starting that business or starting that nonprofit. Just think, well, I'll do it next year. I'll do it once I've made a certain amount of money. Yep. I'll do it when my kids are out of the house. I'll you know fill in the blank. Um, but today, I mean, just look at the headlines. There's a lot of people out there that need help. Yeah. And different kind of help, you know. I mean, some are hungry, some need a hug, you know, some need safety, shelter, a lot of different needs out there. But mm -hmm. um, I, I would challenge everybody listening to really, you know, maybe this next week, take a deeper inventory of what's on your heart and say, am I holding back on anything? You know, am I using that, oh, I'm going to wait language? And if you are, you know, maybe, maybe challenge yourself to, to start anyways, knowing that there's others like you, Christy, that, that have been able to do that. So um, I just love that. It's such a great example for all of us. It's so easy to put stuff off. Oh, um, absolutely. never going to be calm. There's always going to be things needing your attention, pulling you in different directions. Um, so just do it, right? Um, I, uh, one thing I want to ask you about, because you're I'm curious about, is that self-care is so important. Oh. And often as a CEO, you're so busy taking care of your daughter and your son, your, you know, your clients, your teammates, your nonprofit, uh, friends, family. Um, you know, how... On a scale of one to ten, where ten is super awesome, one is like I don't even know what the question means. Uh, <laughs> how would you score yourself on how good you are today at self care? And have you always how's that evolved over the last ten years? I, I'm laughing because I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm like self care. What? What is that? No, it, uh, it's no. I mean, really, it, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, burn burnout is real. Burnout is very real, and you know you do. And it's very hard for me uh, personally because I think just my personality. It's I'm always like, come on, let's go, let's go, 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 go. There's a million things that have to get done, and it's hard for me to to stop and to decompress and to say no sometimes when I probably should be saying no, but I always say you know I always say yes. And, you know, my vice president of Flower My Women Business, she's like, I see it in your eyes. Don't do it. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, do I, it. I confess that was, 
that's one of the hardest words for me it's, to say. Yes. I mean, I'm getting much better at it as I get older, but that has been a word that I have not been good at using enough. It's it's so hard. It, it really, really is. But uh, but you know, it's so hard. But it, it's so important and it's so necessary. You really, really, you know, have to take time for yourself. You know, um, I try to get to the gym as as much as possible. Um, I'm putting you on the hot seat, though. How, how good of a job are you today at self care? Oh God, uh, I, I'm probably you know um, I'm better. Let's just put it this way: I'm better than I was. Definitely better than I was, but I, I still, that is an area of my life. I'd say probably about a five. I'm about a five because, you know, depending on the week, I'm much better, <laughs> I'm much better, you know, some weeks than I am others, but it's just, it's the demands of, of the job and nonprofit kind of pull me in a million different directions. And sometimes the only answer is the one that you can give because if you're running it, they need an answer from you. And so, um, you know, so that can make it a little bit more challenging, but um, you know, you know, I try to do those little things by going to the gym and, you know, and kind of checking out every now and then and, uh, you know, having definitely putting, you know, family, you know, on the calendar and, and those things. And uh, I wish I could say I'm that early morning riser at 4 a.m. like most CEOs and get to the gym and knock that all out. God love them. I'm not. I'm not that person. So I'm much more of a night owl. So uh, you'll tend to probably find me. Not at 4 a.m. No. Oh, no, 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 not even close, not even close. So, yeah, not even. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm more of the, I'll burn the midnight oil and, and you know, work more into the late hours. That's just kind of where my wheelhouse is. Um, a lot, too, also depends on my, um, it's just the nature of my business. So I sometimes work when my clients aren't working. So I, I, I really want everybody, like, listening to this to see, why, and I'm just going to pick on you, Chris, yeah. uh, for a second, why it's so important. Because here's, here's somebody that is not only building a successful business, creating jobs, very active uh, and, and super involved mama bear, and has built a thriving 4,000-member nonprofit. Um, that's the kind of person that we want to stay active and engaged for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. But... Like you said, Christy, burnout's real. And I don't care how, uh, you know, energetic you are, how, you know, eventually kind of that stress that, you know, that drain can catch up with us. And when we're 20, we're, you know, we're, we're bulletproof, right? Exactly. Uh, at 52, I'll just speak for myself here, not for you, but at 52, you realize, wow, I'm no longer 22. Things take a little longer to heal. <laughs> Although I'm in pretty good shape, I look around at some friends and notice that, wow, they're starting to suffer from some crazy physical, mm -hmm. sometimes physical, sometimes stress-related uh, challenges. And, uh, you know, we, I mean, in both our line of work, we work with people that, you know, we're regularly seeing people live to 80s and 90s. And quality of life is important. And if you're doing something you love, you want to be able to keep doing it for a long time. Maybe not at the same level of hours, but you want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And and if you don't make time for self-care, that can catch up with you. And the risk to you, the cost to you, is that this amazing life that you've built could be seriously impacted. And the people you love and the people you support 
can be seriously impacted. And it's hard because at any given moment, like you said, there's always something pulling you. There's always a, a new business, you know, demand or, or meeting or somebody that wants to meet with you that sounds deserving and, you know, of your time and, uh, and saying no is really hard. It is. But, but if, you know, I think everybody around you benefits so much more if you make that investment in self-care. And I'm just saying for the record, most CEOs, most owners, as incredible people as they are, and you're a great example of that, Chrissy, suck at self-care. <laughs> it, it's saying, true. You know, it is, it is, it is 100% true because, <laughs> because we have that, it, you know what it is? It's that mountain to climb. Cause we're like, okay, you wake up every day and you're like, okay, there's a more I've got to do. There's more I've got to do. There's, you know, cause you just, you do, you want to just kind of keep building this big empire and keep building the company, keep building this, keep building that. And you're, you're absolutely, cause there's only so many hours in a day, but you know, I, and I even tell my kids this and I need to take, you know, my, I definitely need to take more of my own, you know, advice, but you can't, pour, you just, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so you have, yeah, you just, you just have to be able um, to, you know, to check out and, you know, uh, and, and you're right, put in those self-care and it doesn't have to be a lot it can be 30 minutes here or to, you know hour there you know take a night off here and that, you know but you know it's no right answer everybody's no one size fits all exactly. everybody has their own way of charging but you've got to do it and um you know for those of you who are thinking of starting a business do it for those of you uh, christy <laughs> Do more because everybody wins when you do. So another way of celebrating um, that, you know, in our culture today is to give gifts. And I've been so excited to ask this question of you. Um, share with us if you would. Okay. What is the most meaningful gift that you've ever received? And what is the best gift that you think you've ever given somebody? Preferably business could be in any, any area of your life. Oh, wow. Okay. Any area of my life. Um, okay. So the best, I will tell you, uh, in real estate and work related, um, the best gift I've ever been given, um, was this, oh, and I wish I had it here to show you, uh, it's in my office, uh, the other office. Uh, it is, it's a butterfly and it's a Baccarat, um, just beautiful, uh, Baccarat crystal, um, butterfly. And it was wow. from one of my clients and it was so touching. It was so sweet um, and very, very meaningful because they, um, I sold their house a couple years ago. Um, unfortunately, their daughter passed away and mm. whew, ah, I'm not going to do this. Um, anyway, it was one of the most meaningful gifts because their daughter loved butterflies. So mm. ah, see, here you go. You're like Oprah. You're going to get me crying. Um, I tell you, oh my gosh, I haven't told that story in a long time. But it was very meaningful because they were like, thank you. And uh, I was like, okay, but no, like, you, thank you. Thank you for trusting me to be able to do that. Mm. And, uh, right? And it's just so touching. Um, and so it was just very, very sweet. So I look at that every day and realize I'm like, oh, see, now you're going to get me crying. Um, that it's what we do is, is more than just buying and selling houses. We do more than just buying and selling. You know, it's, it's a client and not everyone does that, right? I mean, even all even happy clients don't always do that. So oh, something about somebody making that effort to to 
think of something. And I think butterfly is kind of cool too, because it's a very transformative um, life cycle, um, more so than many others, right? I mean, and, and just to think about what the transformation you've created and led by way of examples for others and for your family. Uh, amazing. So what a neat and, and heartfelt Oh, yeah. To receive. Oh, one hundred percent. I think I was crying for days. <laughs> I was just like, oh. you know, but it, but it was, no. it was very sentimental. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I love that because um, again, in the rush of trying to get things done and your to do list and all these other things, um, we sometimes forget what a huge impact we can mm -hmm. make on somebody else with a little gift, and and sometimes it's not. The amount, as much as it is the the feeling, the intention behind it. It exactly uh, the effort to have done it. And it, it uh, reminds me every day why we do what we do. Mm. That's that's the real because you know that it, it is a business and we are running a business and sometimes you know it can feel you know very transactional and okay and I'll help you and and here are the steps of buy sell buy you know and it's like okay you do this and now you do this and now you do this and you know. And closing, mm -hmm. yeah, you did it, you know, and, and go into the house. Um, but, you know, but we really try. It, it, that just reminds me every day. Just looking at that, just it, it really kind of it makes me always remember that, you know, we're doing more, you know, than we're changing people's lives and we're helping people and, you know, and, and getting them out of situations. Sometimes that, you know, um, that's necessary. And, and sometimes, you know, you're finding their forever home and they're, you know, they're just beyond grateful and so happy. And, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great industry to be in. Um, it's, it's definitely very stressful and, and it can, you know, speaking of self care, you know, it, you can have your moments there too, for sure. Cause bur burnout is real, but yeah. you know, it, it just, it reminds us, you know, that I just, I love it. Cause you just get to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life. You know. And learn their stories and Absolutely. get to meet them. What and what would you say is one of the cooler, more meaningful gifts that you've been able to give somebody? Oh gosh, uh, you know, um, when I when I first got started, you know, helping helping a single mom, helping one of my clients, a single mom, buy her first house. That mm. that was that was a cool that was a cool moment. She had never done it before. She wanted a roof overhead. She was tired of of renting. She was out of that divorce situation, and she was renting for a couple of years. And and you know, it, it took me a little kind of working on her a little bit because she you know didn't understand quite all the finances and all the things and how all that stuff worked. And and which is again real. I know we talked about that a little bit before, like women and and finances and and you know really becoming educated and. Um, you know, and what all that looks like and, you know, and, and walking her through that process and to just, to see her, you know, to be able to, to share in that experience with her, that she was just so excited that she did it. She did it on her own and, and, yeah. and just being able to be there, I think, you know, to, yeah, I feel like my services to kind of help her was, was, you know, kind of that gift, I hope, and helping her, you know, achieve that and, and uh, I bet there is no better feeling than being able to hand her the keys. Oh, it was, we were all crying. We were all crying. <laughs> you know, we were all, you know, and it brought champagne and did the whole entire thing and, and, you know, at closing. And she was just, 
she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe she had a house and she was a homeowner. And, and, uh, and of course we still stay in touch and she's now remarried. So I was so excited for them and, and for her and, you know, they'll be looking uh -huh. to, to move again. I'm sure sometime soon, but is what she said, but, but, uh, but it's just being able to kind of, to, to help people in those situations. I think it does more for me, I think, than it does for them. I don't know. But it's it's cool to be able to do that. Great, great gifting is like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, and, I, and, I, and I really think that, that the biggest gift you've given is, is your nonprofit. I mean, uh, what an amazing gift to the community and to everybody that's part of that. Uh, Christy, thank you so much for uh, being named, come on and, and share a little more about your story and, and really inspire, I think, all of us to, to not put off the opportunity to do more good and, and help others. So That's uh, right. Always thank you again for making time to be on here and keep up your celebration. <laughs> I, I, I will do my best and also, you know, practice more self-care. So, uh, but no, thank you. Thank you for having me and, and this opportunity to be able to share our mission and what we do in our nonprofit and how important that is, you know, for us. And, you know, and of course, a little bit of real estate. I always love talking real estate, you know, anytime I can. So, uh, but no, thank you for having us. It's a joy. And uh, it was really fun. And, and you know, just, just this was great. So, you know, appreciate it. Anytime. I might take you up on that. All right. Thank you again. Done deal. Thank you for listening to the Celebrate Like a CEO podcast. If you are a successful business owner or CEO and want to be a guest on our show, be sure and reach out by sending me an email to stefan at whitwell.net and put celebrate in the subject line. We'd love to hear your story. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Be sure to tune in every Monday morning for a new episode. And remember, Celebration is the key to success without burnout.